Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take their businesses to the next level. Join us as we chat with green industry leaders to discover best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. What's up, everybody? I am here at Brian Fullerton's in his garage studio with my buddy, Mark Parker. How's it going, everybody? Good. <laughs> They're not going to answer you, Mark. This is, this is a podcast, man. Oh. It's not a live studio. Thank you. Liz scared me. Hey, there's Brian's coffee. Thank you. Liz just brought the Pellegrino. Yeah. Pellegrino. Do you guys want Pellegrino? No, no, I don't. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a joke. Oh man, thank you, Liz. Liz just brought some water. Rough start to the show. In a, in a mason jar, water in a mason jar. Yeah, I asked for Pellegrino, and you yeah. thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah. Paul's like, "Hey, can I get a Pellegrino?" And I looked at him. I was like, uh, "I'll take tap water." <laughs> I was like, oh. uh, "All right, let's anyway, do an introduction." Yeah. Your name is Mark Parker. My name is Mark Parker. And what company are you with? So I'm with Brian Equipment Sales. We are the distributor of steel product across uh, five and a half states: Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, West Virginia, and Western Tennessee. Okay. And talk, talk right into Brian's mic. Okay. Here. Uh, there so you go. My, there. there we go. So my role is I'm a technical field specialist. So I cover Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. I go around and I work with landscapers, municipalities, tree services, um, and I demo products to them and I show them how to safely use the products, maintain products, things like that. I also work with our dealers, uh, new retailers, people like that. Uh, I assist them in any problems they might have fixing product. I assist them in training them when they open up a new a new dealer. So when you drive around and see the big steel sign, mm-hmm. I go and I train their technicians on how to fix product. I also help and support our IMO uh, product, uh, the robotic lawnmower. I help uh, train the dealers, install IMOs with the dealers, and support the product through the end users, help sell the product to the end users. So, so five five states, where do you, do you live in Toledo and I, work I, out I, of there mostly, or are you always yeah. in a hotel or what? So our office is in Cincinnati, and then I live in Toledo, so I was actually the first one for my position to be remote. All the rest of them were out of, uh, were all out of Cincinnati. So I live and work out of Toledo, that's my, I have a home office and then I'm on the road four or five days a week. Okay. Mm-hmm. What hotels do you stay at? I'm a Hilton guy. Um, okay. but lately I've been doing Airbnbs, um, because they're cheaper and they tend to be nicer. Um, really? Yeah, absolutely. So are they like in people's homes or? Absolutely. Um, there's a few weeks You're ago. You're not like nervous or scared? No, I, lo- I love it. I met a beautiful, awesome, lovely couple. I stayed in their guest house a couple weeks ago, um, and they, it was on the west side of Michigan, right up on Lake Michigan. So really? I was staying at a, at a lakefront house 
in their guest house and we had dinner together. We had a fire together. We talked about life. We talked about religion. We talked about uh, family stuff. We talked about literally everything. And I'm really close to those people now. Mm -hmm. And just from staying at their home for a night, like it was awesome. And so there's also been times where I look for an Airbnb and the only thing that is available is a hunting cabin that doesn't have a shower. So I'll go stay at a Hilton hotel then. Okay. Hilton, <laughs> that's, that's Hampton Inn in them. Yep. That's Hampton Inn, um, Hilton Garden Inn, um, Homewood Suites, um, all those. I just, Which one's the nicest out of those ones? Mm, it depends. It really depends on where I'm at. Um, in Cleveland, there's a really nice Hilton downtown. In Grand Rapids, there's... Because I mainly go between Cleveland, Grand Rapids, and Detroit. Uh, in Grand Rapids, there's a really nice Homewood Suites downtown. Um, in Detroit, it's there. I just stay at Hampton Inns on the outskirts. I don't really stay downtown in Detroit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm at the Hampton Inn here. Now that I was out on my mm -hmm. road tour, I stayed at a different hotel, so I'm learning. Mm -hmm. uh, I made the mistake my first trip to Virginia, I was at the residence in mm -hmm. a little raggedy hotel. Mm -hmm. Nasty. You're Terrible. walking around, your, your feet are walking on crumbs. I get mm -hmm. in my bed and there's like... Yeah. Whatever. So then I was like, okay, I got to I gotta up that up. So then mm -hmm. I started staying in the, the Westin and the Marriott. Those ones are nice. Mm -hmm. This is like 113 bucks though because of the COVID. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm at the that's Westin. It? Oh yeah, dude, you walk in, they give you a bathrobe. Well, no, I'm saying nice. that that's it for those hotels, $113? Westin, 113 the, the one that was expensive was the Marriott was 149 But I, <laughs> I stayed at the Westin. I'm looking to go to Cincinnati. Yeah. Westin and Cincinnati, Sunday nights, 123 bucks. There's that's, a robe in the bathroom. It's all real nice. That's real cheap. Yeah, because like, no one's traveling. No. Now, the scary thing is I, I park. I was in Baltimore at the Westin for three nights. Mm -hmm. There's like six cars in the parking lot. Oh, yeah, it's weird. It's it's it, bizarre because it, they all know you're... That's, it's, that's it's another weird. reason why I've been staying at Airbnbs is because I'm at a home. I'm at someone's house or an apartment or something like that. There's cars there. I blend in. When I'm a sitting duck in the middle of a parking lot at a hotel that has nobody at it, it's weird. Yeah. So that's the only thing. So I've been living like a king mm -hmm. for what, you know, back in the day, it would be more expensive to go to the Hampton Inn or whatever. Absolutely. But it, because of COVID, it's cheap. It's just it's weird staying in these big old hotels when the people at the front desk know you're the only one there. Uh, if you guys hear noise in the background... They're redoing the roads here at Brian's. Mm -hmm. like I, I come up to Michigan one time a year, well, twice for his conference too, to podcast, and they're doing construction. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. He texted uh, me this morning. He was like, hey, yeah, they're redoing the roads. Let's figure this out on how you can get it. I was like, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll find a way in. Yeah, in so you, you don't drink coffee, man. I'm sitting here slurping the Timmy Hose, and mm -hmm. you said something interesting. <laughs> yeah, so I I don't drink coffee because um, it's it's... I see people who drink coffee all the time and they're like, I need coffee. I need coffee. I need coffee. Especially when they wake up, I just wake up and go. Really? Like, so, so when you get out of your bed, Mark, how you, you got energy right out of the gate. Yeah. Kind of. I'm, I'm just kind of high energy. Like I'm ready to go. Well, <laughs> what time do you usually wake up? Uh, six, 7am. Um, I did it, it all right around then. Uh, usually wake up six, seven, something in that area. Um, I I mean, I guess I would wake up maybe earlier because um, I, I 
up until this week I had a dog, but then I, oh. had, I had to put my dog down Sorry, on Monday. Man. No, thanks. So like whenever he would wake up, uh, that's when I'd take him out. So we usually woke up and went for a walk right around then. But yeah, on Monday, I actually had to put my dog down. Yeah. Sorry. I keep hitting. So, so back in my studio is a little different setup. I keep hitting my head on. Oh yeah. Ryan's so you, all. yeah, you can't move. You can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, bro, bro, there's no room for air. No, there's no studio, room for man. air in here. Cause everything's metal and you just got to hunker down yeah on my show on my podcast i actually stand up and i walk around i have a headset on that's pretty cool yes i don't know how brian sits still like this i'm it's walking cause, it's around cause you're drinking all that dang coffee <laughs> <laughs> and i want more man yeah exactly well timmy hose brian got me this coffee but the problem is i took the lid off and then it got cold i don't like lukewarm i like it hot Oh, really? Yeah, and I like Pellegrino, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy guy over here. See, like, that's the thing. I- now, let me let me re- redeem myself before people don't understand. <laughs> I was up in there ki- in Brian and Liz's kitchen. Mm-hmm. They have these Pellegrino bottles. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. They're like, hey, can I get you something? I, I, I was with sarcasm. I said, a Pellegrino. Because Ryan's got these, you know, fancy waters. And you didn't understand my joke, so you thought I was serious when asking for a Pellegrino. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a joke. Yeah, I didn't realize it because I wasn't privy to that conversation. So we asked that, and I kind of shot Paul, a look, <laughs> and then I just started dying laughing. Uh, and I don't know if you guys have heard me on Brian's podcast or heard me speak or see me do something. I've got a laugh. I have a very unique laugh. It's yeah. very booming and. So, like, if I think something's funny, you will clearly see that I think something's funny because I physically just laugh with my whole body and it's loud. Yeah. So, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Now, do you have a girlfriend or wife or anything? I'm single as a Pringle, man. Uh, okay. Because uh, I was looking at your Instagram. I was like, this guy has got one picture with one girl, another, <laughs> another girl. Yeah. I always do my research on my guests and mm-hmm. find out, you know, you got a wife, you got mm-hmm. kids. I was like, this guy seems like he's uh, nah, single yeah. and, and, and mingling around Toledo. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, last year was an interesting year. Paul returns with more of today's interview right after this word from our sponsors. The hardscapeacademy.com is your resource for hardscape training for retaining walls and paver installation projects. If you want to learn how to professionally install hardscape projects such as paver patios and retaining walls, visit the hardscapeacademy.com for training videos and free installation videos. Hey guys, it's Marty from the Green Industry Podcast team. You know me best as Mr. Producer. Over the years, Paul has dropped some serious intel on how to own and operate a profitable lawn care business. He literally has hundreds of hours of pro tips available on the podcast, but we know you need to get up to speed in a hurry. Your time's valuable and working smarter makes sense, especially when there's bills to pay and a family that I know wants to spend time with you. This is why I recently encouraged Paul to create an intensive video course. Now you can get trained and equipped to build a successful business in the green industry through watching his informative, simple to understand, step-by-step instructional videos. Visit greenindustrypodcast.com, click on the e-course tab, or tap that link in the podcast description. For a limited time special price of $97, you'll learn how to launch your business, properly manage the business's finances, how to set up your equipment for efficiency, price your services correctly, marketing strategies, and so much more. We, we can't keep the price at $97, but we wanted to make it affordable to you, our podcast listeners, just to say thanks for listening to the show. Just think now of all that you're going to be able to do with the extra time you're going to have because you made the smart choice to spend $97 and have Paul walk you through what took him a decade to master. Smash the link in the show notes, start making money, and move to the head of the class.
So, <laughs> so last year I went to 11 weddings and I brought the same girl to one of them. Uh, now the one way, the one girl at that one wedding was pretty uh, attractive. <laughs> Do you know which girl I'm talking about? Uh, they were all were. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, one was, what was she wearing? Hold on, I'll I'll look her up. But get keep keep yeah, going. Yeah, so it was so like Marty. I'm sorry, my producer's listening to this, shaking yeah. his head. He, Mar, I, I have a producer, yeah, and he's usually sitting on the other side of the takeout window. And if I get off track, mm-hmm. he waves his finger at me. You know, Paul. Nah, it's this good. Is a podcast about lawn care, landscaping. You got to stay in your lane. Oh. and here we are scrolling through your Instagram, finding finding your uh, future wife. So anyway, yeah. Marty, I'm sorry. We'll get back to lawn care landscape because yeah. you got a lot. You got a lot to say about that. That's your full time job. But let's let's look at this here. Yeah. So um, yeah. Th- so there was a few, and like the thing is, a few years ago, I was in a relationship with a girl. Um, yeah, I've been told that picture. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she she was a good one. Um, uh. Should I say her name? No, no, no. no, no, right. no, no, no. Nah, I won't say her name. Big, uh, I'm a character guy, though. I don't. She's got the looks, but if she don't, because a lot of them girls got the looks, I don't trust them to the end of the stick. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. That's my problem. So I'm trying to find one that's got character it, it, and the looks. You well, know what I mean? So with that particular girl, uh, we kind of liked each other, and it was the type of thing where um, we vibed, but the timing just wasn't right. And then there was a few things that we, we just didn't click on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, we're friends, but it, yeah. What did you not click on? Um, it was, I'm trying to think of, spe- it wasn't like big specific like things. It was just, we could tell there was a few things that were like, meh, eh, I don't know. And maybe just like the timing just isn't right right mm-hmm. now. Like we're both working on ourselves, like type of thing. Um, I don't know that kind of, and then COVID happened and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, the whole story, is there was a girl, and, like, I was in love with her. I thought that was the girl I was going to marry. That was back when I was, like, 24. Mm-hmm. I'm 26. I'll be 27 this year. Really? And, yeah. Um, so, when I was 24, I met a girl, fell in love, and then it, it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Heart got broken. Every, every guy goes through that. Heart gets broken, and then um, I kind of was like, all right, I need to do me and have a fun year. And I just said yes to every single fun thing I could do last year. And I don't regret that at all, especially how crappy this year is. And there's no fun things to do. I went to 11 weddings last year, played in like 12 golf outings last year. You're a golfer. Yeah. What's your handicap? Mm, probably 16, something like that. So you, if you break 90, you're happy. Uh, I'm, that's, I guess if I break 90, I'm like, okay, I played an okay round. If I break 80, I'm pretty Oh, wow. If you I, broke 80 before. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, typically, if I've never played the course, I'll shoot 90 to 95. If I've played the course once or twice, I'll shoot 85 to 90. If I've played the course more than a couple times, I'll shoot 80 to 85. Okay. Type of and thing. then if you're in the 70s, you're, it's a great day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm stoked if, I'm, if I break 80, but I've broken 80 before. Mm-hmm. So it's the type of thing where like... Yeah, I'm in between 80 and 90. It just really depends on if I've played the course before or like if the course has information for me to digest when I start playing. Yeah. Because if I go there and they don't have a good scorecard that has a good course um, outline. A, yeah, a horse a course description. If I show up to the tee box and there's no yardage markers, like there's a lot of things. And oh, it's like, yeah. oh, I didn't know there was a creek in the middle of the fairway yep. 182 yards out. Yeah. Like... <laughs> They do stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, but I, I probably play three, four times a week. 
Really? Yeah. I mean, I travel for work. So what else am I going to do? Yes. So um, you just take your sticks with you. Absolutely. Do you have a company car? You Truck. Company cool. truck. They pay for everything. I didn't even see it out there. What kind of truck you got? It's a Tundra. It's just a silver Tundra. Okay. Um, what year? 19. Um, uh, last year, I I put like 52,000 on it last year. Right now, it's sitting at close to 80. 80,000 miles. So I'm good truck. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not bad. Um, I don't mind it. I don't really consider it a truck like truck because it's a, it's a light duty truck. Mm -hmm. Like in my opinion, if you can't put a pallet of bricks in the back of it, it ain't a truck. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, I don't know. You think like people might get offended by that or not get offended. So Brian's got a truck. Yeah, he's got a truck. He's, he's got a 350, a 450, 250? He's, he's got a 250 or 350, something like yeah. that. It's a single axle. I don't know if it's a three or 250. Yeah. But he's got a truck. You can put a pallet of bricks in the back of it. I couldn't put a pallet of bricks in the back of that Tundra. Maybe I could, but it'd sag. And yeah. It, it, yeah. It, yeah. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't really do that either. You could put it on a trailer or whatever. But um, that's kind of... so. But yeah, it's solid gig. I like it a lot. Um, I found Where do you one, put your golf clubs when you go? Back seat. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't, and like in the bed of the truck, I built shelves. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so I built a shelf that goes right across the top of it so I can store some stuff up there as lo- along with storing equipment and like safety equipment and stuff like that below. Because mm-hmm. I'm doing demos. So I'm taking blowers, trimmers, hedge trimmers, battery product, all that stuff to various customers and, and demoing it and showing it to people because... I'm getting asked all the time, hey, do you got this? You got that? You got a cutoff saw? You got a this chainsaw? You got this? It's, yeah. yeah. When I was at Brian's event last year, someone did a display about chainsaws and, and not chopping your leg off. Was that you or was that, that, that was me. At okay. The entrepreneur. You were, yeah, you were passionate about that. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about the safety aspect because uh, that was a really good presentation you did. I appreciate that. So that was, I did a very condensed version of the safety trainings that I do all the, the time. The studio is like vibrating right now. They, yes. These guys are out here doing the street and it is. So the, yeah, they, they've, they're paving the roads outside. So right now they're probably flattening it uh, and they're using the steamroller or whatever. Uh, and so like the, literally the studio is shaking. <laughs> the one day I come here, Brian, it's I like and it. They got right outside the. Group. What's the odds of that? Yeah, right. There's only they only do this one time a year. Well, one time like probably ever. Yeah, ever. ever. <laughs> it's an apartment <laughs> complex. <laughs> oh. So I so I did a really condensed version of my safety trainings that I do, and I'll do these safety trainings for municipalities. Um, I've like I did it for the Ohio Turnpike Commission. I've done it for uh, road commissions here in Michigan. I, I do it all over and. Um, I talk about maintenance of the saw. I talk about safety equipment and I talk about uh, proper usage of the saw. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of safety apparel, what you need when you are operating a chainsaw, you need steel toe boots, leather steel toe boots. Mm-hmm. Um, you need chaps, you need gloves, you need eye protection, mm-hmm. you need ear protection, and you need a helmet. Now let, let's go ahead and talk directly to the guy right now that's mm-hmm. rolling his eyes because I watch it Nine out of ten times, if I I, I, I use Wrigley Tree Service for mm-hmm. all our chainsaw work, <clears throat> they they cross their eyes, dot their t's. They're they're mm-hmm. as safe as you can get. I'd say nine out of ten. You know, people listening to me right now, Mark, just from driving by and watching, if the chainsaw's out, they don't have the full protection. Correct. So what what would you say to them? Uh, how much do you value your legs in your life? I mean, it, it, you can boil it down to that. How much do you? V- 
I value chaps are about ninety dollars a piece. I value more, each of my legs more than forty five dollars a piece. And I remember your demonstration when you did it. Yeah, like, and chaps will save your life. Uh, let me say this again for you guys not listening. Chaps will save your life. What chaps do? It's not the outside the material that does the work. It's the material that's in between. And um, that what it does is it grabs a hold of the chain and then it wraps around the sprocket and it stops the saw. Uh, you want to get at least a six layer chap when you're using it. You want to buy steel chaps? That's fine. You want to buy another brand's chaps? That's fine. I don't really care what brand of chaps you buy. Wear chaps. And make sure when you get the chaps, you wash them immediately before you wear them. The reason you do that is because they get compressed inside a box. So then the material doesn't unravel properly. Mm -hmm. So if you lay a saw into your leg, it doesn't work properly. You also want to make sure you wash your chaps periodically because if they get covered in dirt and oil and gas and stuff like that, the material inside will not unravel properly. Mm -hmm. So that's maintenance of your chaps is important to do as along with um, uh, wearing the chaps properly. Um, make sure you don't just clamp, uh, do the belt uh clip make sure you clip it all the way down properly onto your legs um because people don't do that and then the chaps don't work mm -hmm. so you're wasting your money in that aspect um so let's so, go through the whole outfit yeah. here so you got steel toe boots mm -hmm. that we're already wearing those you're landscaping yeah you're well, a lot wearing. of guys wear just for the weight you know lighter weight stuff but if yeah. you're if you got if you know you're going to have the chainsaw on the truck that day or you're a tree service company mm -hmm. you got to have that they already have climbing boots yeah perfect i mean you can wear whatever just have something with a safety tail on it yeah so then you got you got your feet protected mm -hmm. you got your legs protected mm -hmm. and then what do we do for the upper body gloves for your hands um make sure you have gloves for your hands uh, we make a glove that has the chaps material in the glove, which is mm -hmm. pretty cool. Um, but also you just need some sort of glove. Um, and then you want safety glasses. I ANSI Z87 certified safety glasses. And then you want to have a helmet and ear protection, have an entire helmet system. Mm -hmm. Um, because that will also make a difference. Yeah. So this uh, podcast, guys, we keep it super positive. We keep it, you know, super edifying, encouraging. But I want to hear some stories from you, Mark. Your statistics, real life stories. And, and it's not to emphasize someone's loss of a limb or of a life. Mm -hmm. But you know the statistics well. And there's a lot of folks losing arms, legs, body parts getting chucked off and, and death. Well, Dude, Actually, here, you, you well, let's play a little trivia game. What product in all of lawn care products, I guess I can only answer this for steel, what product do you think uh, people get injured most while using? Out of cutoff saws, chainsaws, everything. Chainsaws? Nope. Hedge trimmers. Really? Yes. Hedge trimmers. So actually- Thanks for making me sound like an idiot on my own show, Mark. <laughs> no, you're good. But and, and I'm glad you answered it incorrectly because most people wouldn't think it. And actually, most of you guys, you might or might not be doing um, chainsaw work. I would guarantee everybody listening to this podcast uses a hedge trimmer. Mm -hmm. Every single person. The reason hedge trimmers are so dangerous is because they're gears. And the gears, they got to make their complete rotation- so when you get a stick or something stuck in them and you pull the stick out, they still got to complete the rotation. All that mm -hmm. tension is still in there. So that's where your finger is at or something like, yes, exactly. Ah. 
Yeah, it doesn't sound good, does it? Because uh. it's not. Yeah. But that's where people get injured the most or because they're tired or because the hedge trimmers weren't maintained properly so their gears don't stop mm-hmm. or they don't stop immediately when you let off the trigger so then they're still going and they catch your leg, they catch your arm, mm-hmm. they catch your pants, they catch all that stuff. So um, outside of just chainsaws, if we want to get to the real thing that people need to be mindful about using, it's your hedge trimmers and then also deflectors on trimmers. That's a big thing that is also uh, causes a lot of injuries. Head trimmers. Yeah, very insightful. And, and so, so, so tell us some statistics or some stories. Not not to so for again, the, these are people's fathers, brothers, mm-hmm. real life people. But I don't want anyone listening to my show to be one of these statistics. Absolutely. So I well, so a majority of injuries that occur to chainsaws occur to your left leg, and then it goes to your left hand. And we are going to continue our conversation with Mark Parker on tomorrow's show. I first heard Mark share these chainsaw stories at Brian Fullerton's Launchpreneur Academy Live event. And uh, you're definitely going to want to tune in tomorrow. And I think it's a, a good wake-up call to us to make sure that our teams, that we are being completely safe. I was blessed to have some good training from Chance Wrigley. He's the tree subcontractor that we use, Wrigley Tree Service. If you guys are in Atlanta market and you need a good tree guy, Called my guy Chance Wrigley. But, you know, as soon as he gets out of the truck, I mean, he puts on his chaps. He puts on his helmet. He puts on his gloves. I mean, head to toe, he is protected. And, and thankfully, I think he's been doing this for close to 30 years. He's never had an incident. He's never had an injury. But he is so proactive about the details of making sure that he is safe. And, and we want us to be safe. We want our you know properties to be safe. We want our staff to be safe. And, and just safety is something that I know a lot of times we, um, you know, you can fall off a bike and you get back up and you scrape it off, you know, and you, and you, you get back in the game, so to speak. With chainsaw injuries, it's, it's not like that. You, you, you make a careless mistake and you don't understand, as we'll hear in the show tomorrow, it can cost your life. It can cost a limb. It's a serious business, uh, not just with chainsaws, but with lawnmowers. And, and you know, in the I've shared this on the radio or on the um, podcast before I used to be on radio here in Atlanta. But, you know, there's a guy uh, in the neighborhood I work in that is no longer here. He's deceased because the lawnmower flipped on him and landed on him and, kill, and crushed him and killed him. And so we got to be careful with the heavy machinery that we're using, whether it's a skid steer, whether it's a lawnmower, whether it's a... You know, I was on a Toro Dingo one time and, and, and being a little careless and I almost had a, a catastrophe of a situation. And so you got to you got to respect this equipment. It's powerful and it can cause death. It can cause injury. So without uh, and Mark, Mark presents this information. That's such a serious topic in such a, a light way because he's just uh, his personality is just incredible. He, he's a funny a very, very funny fellow on air, off air. He's a, he's a life of the party, but nevertheless, we will continue this conversation tomorrow. As Marty mentioned earlier in the show, if you guys want to check out my e-course, this is for guys who are in their first year, maybe second or third year. You just want to make sure you have a firm foundation. You're not missing any, missing anything and you're getting your business started. Check out my e-course. We got it on sale right now. I think it's only $97 over there. Get yourself trained in how to properly run your business. It took me several years of making a bunch 
bunch of mistakes until I finally learned how to dot my I's, cross my T's, and run this thing uh, profitably and successfully. So that will be in today's show notes. Thanks again to the Hardscape Academy for sponsoring today's show. If you guys were wanting to get into hardscaping, Caleb Allman and Brittany from Columbus, Ohio area, they run a million-dollar hardscape company out there, and uh, they know their stuff. They got some free resources over there at Hardscape Academy, and they got some of their courses on retaining walls and um, stone patio pavers, a bunch of other things over there at the Hardscape Academy. And uh, Novi, Michigan, guys, November 7th, uh, be Taping up to date with the Fullerton Unfiltered podcast. Brian's going to keep us kind of day by day the update. Uh, right now, everything's a go for uh, Launchpreneur Academy Live 2020. Obviously, it's a fluctuating situation with the um, COVID situation and all that. So, just uh, you, most of you guys already follow Brian's lawn maintenance on Instagram and uh, his podcast that it's uh, a part of our team. Uh, Mr. Producer produces his show. So, uh, make sure you're subscribed to the Fullerton Unfiltered podcast and uh, be staying up to date with uh, Launchpreneur Academy Live. And if you're going to get your flight, uh, book insurance just in case you want to plan, hope for the best, plan for the worst. So if, if, the, if the event gets canceled, Fullerton will send you a refund. You'll get your money back from him. But, you know, Delta Airlines or whoever you fly with, they, you know, you got, you got to have your insurance. You got to have your confirmation number. You got to print that thing out, man. I've, I've been hearing some stories of, folks trying to get a refund. When I was on my summer tour, I'm not going to blast the company just quite yet, but uh, I, there was a hotel that I had to cancel. And uh, Marty, I, so I, I, I cancel it, you know, well in advance. There was the, I've read all the fine print. I'm, I, I mean, I read the fine print and it said, you have to cancel it 24 hours before your uh, stay and you'll get a refund. And they like marketing this just to try to lure people in to stay during COVID. And so was way before 24 hours. I mean, this is, this is, you know, days in advance. I knew that I wasn't going to be in this certain city. So I canceled the hotel and then they never gave me my money back. So I called the, you know, the, the, the company that got my awards reward system through and I told them about it. They're like, Oh, we just wait seven to 10 days and you'll see the money come in your checking account. So I wait two weeks, nothing. I call them back. I was like, hey, you guys told me to wait seven, 10 days. You're going to refund my money. Like, oh, I don't know why they would have told you that. Um, you need to call the actual hotel for your refund. I was like, okay. So then I called the, re- the hotel. <laughs> Mark shaking his head at me. No, this, this makes me mad because this, let me tell, finish the story, Marty. Then I call the hotel and I leave a voicemail to the county. I'm not going to blast the names of these companies and names of these people yet, but I could. And I leave a very polite, detailed message of my confirmation number, the date, the amount they charge, all the details that, that she would have needed to refund me, nothing. Doesn't even call me back. I wait maybe another three or four days, call her again, leave all the information, nothing. So now I'm deep into this thing. And uh, then I call the other people back that the reward points are through. And I'm telling them like, listen, everyone's giving me another story. They haven't refunded my money yet. And then um, finally, the man, the top guy at the hotel emailed me and apologized. And long story short, I still don't have the money yet. I still haven't, I still haven't got my refund. So I say all that to say, uh, Brian will give you your refund. I, I'll hold him to it. Mr. Producer and I, uh, Brian Fullerton's an integral man. If he says you're going to get your refund, if it's canceled, you'll get your refund from Brian Fullerton. You don't got to worry about that. What you got to worry about is the airlines, the hotels, those type things, you know, make, make sure you're, um, 
safe with that. But I don't say all that to scare everyone. I, I, I talk to Brian pretty much on a daily basis. Mr. Producer is, you know, on his team, on his media team over there. And um, we're, we're, everything's a go right now. So there you go. <laughs> All right, we'll be back tomorrow with part two from Mark Parker. Uh, take a look at the show notes. And someone asked me, what is the show notes you always talk about? If you're in Apple Podcast, just scroll up or scroll down, however you want to say it, and you'll see all the links there where you can um, purchase my e-course, purchase one-on-one coaching with me, uh, go to the Hardscape Academy. And we, we have several links in, in every single episode. So you just go there and click on the link to get to your destination. Have a great day, everyone. Smash the subscribe button. We will be back soon. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.